<clears throat> well, good morning there. Uh, it's um, Monday, August 31st, 2020. Monday, August 31st, 2020. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to start out with, but uh, something just had to be talked about. Uh, so I want to start with, um, of course... Uh, the shocking death of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, the actor was only 43 years old, and uh, very few a few people knew that he was secretly uh, battling with uh, in a battle with colon cancer. Uh, if you remember, he was the star of Black Panther. He also played James Brown and Jack, Jackie Robinson in other movies. But the 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 um, Black Panther role is what really uh, pushed him into icon status. You know, uh, an amazing uh, level of because it was such a huge film, and you're just shocked that someone that that young can die. Uh, it's very sad uh, that it happened, but uh, we'll move on. And for the news, the um, let's start today with my failure last week to remind uh, remind you of what happens Friday night. The Friday night flaming turd, you know, when the president's uh, administration does something uh, Friday night in the hopes that it'll disappear from the news headlines, uh, 24-hour foot-stomping cycle, you know, the, uh, the news just comes and goes. And then uh, everybody forgets about it after a couple of days. And, and if you leave it on Friday night, it might be gone by Monday. Uh, and that's why uh, uh, a whole bunch of flaming crap that gets left on your porch Friday night. Anyway, the bag that was lit Friday night, the, uh, well, actually it wasn't Friday, it was Saturday, <laughs> but still, um, the administration, uh, in administration's intelligent briefing on election interference is no longer a briefing because it was getting apparent that Donald Trump's buddy Putin was again trying to help Trump get elected. Trump is tired of that news getting out. He doesn't want people to know that Putin is trying to destabilize uh, uh, the country by giving him a second election. Anyway, this turd bag of the end of intelligent briefings on election interference by uh, primarily Russia was delivered on Americans' doorsteps flaming uh, on, on actually on Saturday uh, in what Democrats, uh, Democratic leaders call a shocking abdication of responsibility. John Ratcliffe, uh, he's a Republican in the Senate? I forget. Uh, anyway, he sent letters to members of the Senate and House uh, Saturday uh, evening indicating that only written briefings will be provided until the November election and they uh, blamed leaks from Congress for their decision. How, how is writing it instead of saying it going to stop leaks? I don't understand. That, that, doesn't, make, that doesn't make sense. It's a, it's a, it's a non-sequitur statement. Has nothing to do with it. Leaks are going to happen no matter how you do it. But the way you're doing it with, with just writing it 
instead of being there so questions can be asked by the people's representatives is irresponsible. Anyway, House Intelligence Committee uh, Chairman Adam Schiff, by the way, my congressman, Adam Schiff, indicated on Sunday that uh, that his committee may subpoena intelligence officials uh, following uh, Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe's announcement that regular election security briefings will be scaled back ahead of the general election. Um, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and uh, Schiff accused Ratcliffe of betraying the public's right to know how foreign powers are trying to subvert subvert our democracy. Uh, They said... uh, This intelligence belongs to the American people, not the agencies, which are its custodian. And the American people have both the right and the need to know that another nation, Russia, is trying to help decide who their president should be. On Twitter, uh, Schiff accused President Donald Trump of lying and projecting after Trump spoke about the decision in a press conference. He tweeted, as usual, President Trump is lying and projecting. Trump fired the last DNI for briefing uh, Congress on Russian efforts to help his campaign. Now he's ending briefings altogether. Trump doesn't want the American people to know about Russia's efforts to aid in his re-election. And, of course, Schiff is right. That's what Donald Trump doesn't like. He doesn't like being called out for who he is. Putin's buddy. Putin's little lapdog. Putin's little bitch. Anyway. In Belarus... Uh, protests continued against uh, Lukashenko uh, and, and his 80% win in elections. Remember, Lukashenko uh, said, uh, "Oh, look at look at look at how I got 80% of the electorate." Well, 80% of the electorate is out in the streets protesting against them. Anyway, uh, Lukashenko uh, has turned to get the help from Russia and Putin. Speaking of Putin, yeah, uh, 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 Putin is threatening to send in troops. Uh, and Putin would love to get a chance to gain a foothold there because it would make him closer to gaining some control in uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland. Uh, Latvia is uh, and uh, Latvia is like to the north. Lithuania is like to the sort of northeast, I guess. Uh, northwest, I mean. And Latvia is uh, sort of. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Poland is is uh, uh, west. But especially Ukraine in the south, because it would give him uh, power along Ukraine's entire northern border. Because uh, the rest of Ukraine's northern border, part of Ukraine's uh, uh, border is with um, uh, Russia on the very, very corner of the southeast. And uh, I'm sorry, the um, northeast. But uh, then he would get the entire northern border if he, if he got into Belarus. Anyway, <clears throat> we'll move on from that. Into Lebanon, Lebanese diplomat uh, Mustafa Adib uh, has been tasked with uh, forming the new government, 
by an uh, overwhelming majority of parliamentarians uh, uh, representing the country's political establishment. Adib Reeves uh, received the votes of 90 members of parliament out of a possible 120, which is uh, quite a bit. Uh, garnering the support of Hezbollah and its allies, uh, uh, allies, the Free Patriotic Movement and the Amal Movement. Uh, in addition uh, to the future movement of former Prime Minister uh, Saad Hariri and a number of smaller blocs. Uh, Adib, uh, he was the uh, he was Lebanon's uh, ambassador to Germany. He was just an ambassador. So, well, I mean, just an ambassador. I mean, that's you know. Anyway, um, in Czechoslovakia, Czech Senate uh, Speaker Milos Vistrisil. Vistrasil sounds like a drug. Vistrasil side effects include, anyway, uh, my, uh, Milo's Vistrasil will pay. A, uh, uh, this is from China. Will pay a heavy price for making an official trip to Taiwan, and China will not sit sit idly by. The Chinese government's top diplomat said on Monday, uh, in a warning to. Uh, um, brushed off by Taiwan's government. Uh, Vitrasil, it really does sound like a, a drug, doesn't it? Vitrasil. He arrived in uh, Taipei on Sunday on a visit to promote uh, business links with Taiwan, saying the Czech Republic would not uh, bow to uh, uh, Beijing's objections. I, I've talked about, and I've talked about this before. China does not like when others recognize Taiwan's uh, autonomy because China claims Taiwan as theirs. Uh, and have been strong-arming strong other countries to stop recognizing them for decades. Uh, a Tha- a Taiwan, uh, Taiwan is, is an island separate from China. Uh, and if China gained uh, Taiwan uh, and got rid of their independence, it would give China a great deal of power in the region, a serious and we don't want that in the United States. I mean, Donald Trump might want it, but we don't want it. Anyway, <clears throat> I mean, remember, China has the most population out of anywhere one in the world. And that will be true for at least another uh, few years until India catches up. Uh, India should be catching up within 10 years. Um, here we go. Uh, shortly after Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin's Governor uh, Tony Evers urged President Trump n- to stay away from Kenosha, warning his presence would only serve to hinder our healing. Uh, I, I disagree, and, and we talked about this last week, about the healing words. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, the White House said late Sunday that the president still in, uh, intends to visit the city. Uh, this week as mass protests over the police shooting of 29-year-old Jacob Blake continue. In a letter to Trump yesterday, Governor Evers said, I've never heard him, so I'm not going to even try and do a read. He said, it's our job as elected officials to lead by example and and to be a calming presence for the people we know are hurting mourning, and trying to cope with trauma. Now is not the time for divisiveness. Now is not the time for elected officials to ignore armed militants and out-of-state instigators who want to contribute to our anguish. 
Moreover, as the Kenosha community continues their recovery effort, I am likewise concerned that an in-person visit from you will require a massive redirection of these resources to support your visit at a time when it is critical that we continue to remain focused on keeping the people of Kenosha safe and supporting the community's response. That's whatever said. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Governor uh, Mandela Barnes has also expressed uh, opposition to Trump's visit, telling CNN earlier on Sunday, uh, you look at the incendiary remarks that the president has made, they centered on entire uh, uh, the, an entire convention around creating more animosity and creating more division around what is going on in Kenosha. I don't know how, given any of the previous statements that the president made, that he intends to come here to be helpful. And we absolutely don't need that right now. The president's visit will come days after the, uh, the president's visit, visit uh, this is not her speaking, or him, uh, or the lieutenant governor uh, uh, speaking. The president's visit will come days after the uh, 17-year-old vapid Trump supporter, remember Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, the armed vigilante, 17-year-old armed vigilante, came from Illinois, shot and killed two people during protests in Kenosha last week. Remember, he's, he's the guy in the video walking directly toward four police vehicles, including, I think it was a SWAT vehicle, holding an, holding, uh, a, um, uh, an assault uh, uh, rifle and it, with his arms raised. And people can be seen shouting at police in the video that he had, had just shot someone. But the police vehicles drive right past the white man and don't detain him. I talked about that also last week, which is just, just disturbing. A guy that's, that goes to his vehicle, maybe just to talk to his kids, gets shot seven times in, a, in, a, in the back by police. While a guy walking down the street with an assault rifle and people are yelling, he just killed people. The, he's white, so so they just let him go by. Tale of two cities there. <clears throat> um, one person was shot and killed near clashes uh, between supporters of uh, Donald Trump and counter-protesters on Saturday night during the Trump 2020 cruise rally uh, that started early in the afternoon in the uh, Port- Portland area. Uh, two men yelling and having altercations near uh, Southwest 3rd in Alder around 8, 8.45 p.m. Someone sprayed mace and then someone pulled out a gun. Shots were fired. A wounded man was seen on the ground and the suspect took off running, according to witnesses. Uh, police confirmed. I got a lot of papers in my hand. It's hard to separate them. Uh, police confirmed just before uh, 9.30 p.m. that the victim who was shot in the chest had died and a homicide investigation was underway. Uh, Photos show the victim uh, wearing a Patriot prayer hat. However, it's unclear what connection connection the the victim had to the group, uh, the right-wing group. Uh, Pro-Trump protesters and counter-protesters were getting heated with each other over the... uh, uh, um, just before the shooting, over each other. Uh, In Portland, the morning after, a man was fatally shot 
uh, amid conflicts between pro-Trump demonstrators and Black Lives Matter supporters, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler and other leaders wasted uh, little time Sunday blaming President Trump for inciting hatred and violence. Didn't I already say that? Maybe not. Uh, Anyway. No, this is Wheeler. I was talking about Evers before. Wheeler said in an afternoon press conference, do you seriously wonder, Mr. President, why this is the first time in decades uh, that America has seen this level of violence? It's you who have created hate and the division. It's you who have not found a way to say the names of black people killed by police officers, even as people in law enforcement have. And it's you who claimed that white supremacists are good people. He continued, Your campaign of fear is as anti-democratic as anything you've done to create hate and vitriol in our beautiful country. I See, I get confused. There's so many uh, um, city leaders who are speaking out against Trump. I, I get confused between each of their speeches. I mean, everybody seems to hate Trump. <clears throat> uh, Wheeler urged calm uh, for both Portlanders, who, and that, that is the correct way to say it, <laughs> uh, uh, who have been prote- protesting uh, racial injustice, and people on Twitter who uh, said have been threatening to seek retribution for the killing. The tragedy of last night's uh, last night cannot be repeated, uh, Wheeler said. All of us must take a stance against violence. It doesn't matter who you are or what your politics are. Both Governor Kate Brown and Muhammad, uh, excuse me, Multnama County Chair uh, Deborah uh, Caffery issued statements similarly focused on Trump uh, stating uh, last night, Stoked by a president who has gone out of his way to demonize this city and encourage vigilantism in service to white supremacy and his own frail ego, armed uh, participants of a pro-Trump caravan terrorized downtown Portland, driving their vehicles and shooting paintballs and pepper spray directly at community members and journalists. Caffery said, um, they came to create confrontation and were able to do so. The governor and mayor are getting it from both ends, though. They really are. Um, uh, Trump is yelling law and order uh, to control free speech uh, and protesters, and protesters are asking to be protected from the violent sociopaths on the right who are strengthened by Trump's rhetoric. Uh, Since 2016, far-right organizations have held rallies in Portland that often culminate in brawls. Saturday night's rally included pro-Trump supporters using mace and paintball guns against racial justice demonstrators and leaders of uh, uh, the coalition of left-leaning civil rights groups said Sunday um, the behavior of the pro-Trump supporters was a result of years of failed hand-off leader, uh, hands-off leadership by Wheeler, who they say should resign. So Trump's calling out Wheeler. 
uh, the left-wingers are calling out Wheeler. But isn't it said that if both sides hate you, that you're truly trying to bargain the center? Isn't that what's said? Something like that? Anyway, the... Um, the um, uh, those who are against Wheeler on the on the left say the lack of leadership that has existed with the city and the mayor's office has allowed this to fester and allowed these groups to be able to come in and feel like they can do whatever they want. Uh, that was uh, Robin Singh, uh, executive director of the Oregon Justice Resource Center. The videos last night of uh, trucks and cars driving through at full speed, trying to run people over, shooting people from the back of their cabs with paintball guns, suggests the city is not taking uh, those right-wing groups seriously enough that we can't trust law enforcement to protect us or keep us safe. President Trump on Sunday praised a pro-Trump caravan of activists whose presence appeared to contribute to violent clashes on Saturday in Portland, Oregon. Uh, This is the day after the man was shot and killed in confrontations between Black Lives Matter protesters and Trump supporters in Portland. He assailed... Oops. He assailed the only anti-racism demonstrators... In a tweet, Trump shared a video of the uh, pro-Trump caravan driving into Portland and labeled its members great patriots. In another tweet, he referred to the protesters in Washington, D.C. as disgraceful anarchists. So, great patriots driving through the streets of Portland, shooting people with pepper spray and in the back with paintball pellets, Those are great patriots, but people protesting peacefully are, what did he call them again? Anarchists? Disgraceful anarchists? Oh, he said, they're disgraceful anarchists and we are watching them closely. That's what he said, Trump said. Trump is an obvious racist. I mean, it's just just beyond obvious at this point. Um, uh, in L.A., or just sort of north in L.A., but it's still part of L.A., uh, a Los Angeles Police Department a tactical unit responded Sunday to reports that someone may have opened fire near a pro-President Trump rally. In a statement, the department said that three suspects had barricaded themselves inside an apartment building in Woodland Hills, uh, north, uh, which is north... It's like... Um, it's like, uh, um, I'll say, eight miles outside of L.A. proper. L.A. proper is the, the part of L.A. that you see with all the tall buildings. It's still part of Los Angeles, the city, but it's, it's urban sprawl. Uh, it's um, uh, Woodland Hills, uh, northwest of uh, downtown Los Angeles. Uh, police said the, the shooting occurred uh, shortly after 11.30 a.m. when a large caravan of cars were amassed on Ventura Boulevard. Uh, Ventura Boulevard is this really, really wide boulevard that cars used to race up and down uh, back in the 50s, I guess. Uh, Anyway, now it's the site of uh, a lot of car dealerships. Uh, A woman who wasn't part of the rally was driving past it and said her tire went flat after she heard what sounded like gunshots. Authorities said uh, a witness 
uh, said that running, they ran into uh, an apartment building and a SWAT team was called in uh, eventually to Ventura Boulevard where they said they ran into a, a, an apartment building. Um, and there was a standoff and SWAT members made entry into the, the apartment building at around 5.30 but found no one inside. So the LAPD is uh, looking for witnesses. Um, <clears throat> from Manhattan Beach, we have a new Karen video. Isn't that cool? A new Karen video. I'm so happy. <laughs> anyway, a new Karen video is uh, circulating on social media showing a woman whose identity has not been revealed calling the police and claiming that she was accosted by a black woman. Uh, the, the woman was just jogging with friends, I think. Uh, the video is filmed by a black woman and shows the other woman on a beachside bike path. Uh, she says she's uh, going to call the police, which she proceeds to do while going on a racist rant toward the videographer. Uh, according to a uh, BET article, the videographer is named Britt, and the incident occurred yesterday at Manhattan Beach. Um Manhattan Beach is in Los Angeles County, but not in Los Angeles City. The video was uh, posted on uh, Instagram, and it's pretty crazy. Um, so the Trump Twitter war continues. Um, Twitter on Sunday took down a tweet containing a false claim about coronavirus death statistics that was made by a supporter of the baseless QAnon uh, conspiracy theory. Uh, a post that President Donald Trump had retweeted earlier in the day. The tweet, which has been replaced with a message saying, this tweet is no longer available because it violated Twitter rules. The tweet was from Mel Q, uh, copied from someone else's Facebook post, claiming that the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention had quietly updated its numbers to admit that only 6% of people listed as coronavirus deaths actually died from COVID since the other 94% had uh, serious illnesses. But that's not what the CDC said. <laughs> oh, God, people just are so stupid when they read facts and they think they know what they mean. Um, as of Sunday, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, Twitter had, all, uh, had not removed a second tweet, also retweeted by the president on Sunday, that spread the same false claim. The second tweet by the Trump campaign advisor, Jenna Ellis, linked to an article on the right-wing website Gateway Pundit that was based on the QAnon supporters tweet. I'm sure it's removed by now. Uh, this uh, CDC's later uh, regular update to a public statistics page on the pandemic, there was nothing especially quiet about it. This was just an update by the CDC. And it said that 6% of the deaths included in the statistics, uh, COVID-19 was, was the only case mentioned on the deceased person's death certificate. That is not at all the same thing as saying 6% of reported COVID deaths actually died from COVID-19. It simply means that the other 94% were listed as having at least one additional factor contributing to their death. Uh, for example, the other 94% includes people whose death certificate listed both COVID and obesity or both COVID and diabetes or both COVID and heart disease, among other conditions. Uh, people can live with obes obesity, diabetes, and heart disease for years, but then uh, 
get infected with COVID-19 and die quickly. The fact that they also had an underlying condition does not mean that COVID-19 was not the major reason. Or, or the major reason. They, they died when they died. I mean, they had other... Uh, anyway, I think the important point everyone is missing is, is really quite frightening. Uh, if you're in perfect health, you die from COVID. There is still a 6% chance you are in perfect health and you still died. Six, per, six out of every 100 people don't have other reasons listed as underlying health conditions. That's what the report stated. So that's really bad. That means even, that means 6% of the people uh, who died from COVID had no other reason. That's, that's horrible. That means... An athlete who is running 25 miles a day dies from COVID. That means, uh, and there was an athlete that was a runner who died from COVID. That means that actor that who was in great shape and had no underlying conditions, had his leg removed because of COVID, and eventually he died, left his family and children. Oh, man. These uh, science deniers are driving me nuts. <clears throat> anyway, we'll move on to other coronavirus news. India has set a record for the world's highest single-day increase in coronavirus cases. Uh, but I should preface this by saying India is the second most populous country in the world, directly and close behind China, with nearly 20 times the population of the U.S., they are the world's third most infected and on Sunday reported 78,761 new cases in 24 hours, passing the number posted in U.S. In, on, on the 17th of July. The rise comes as the government continues to lift restrictions uh, to try and boost the economy that lost two million, excuse me, that lost millions of jobs when the virus hit in March. Um, have you noticed less spam calls trying to scam you out of your money? For me, it's gone from like 10 to 15 a day to, to like uh, just a few per day. So it's obvious that India is losing jobs. Uh, an upsurge of COVID-19 in many rural areas continues to be a major concern uh, uh, there. Just like here. I mean, we're having the same problem in uh, uh, rural areas with COVID-19 deaths. On Sunday, global infection passed the 25 million mark with 843,000 deaths. Uh, the U.S. remains the most affected nation, closing in on 6 million infections, uh, according to Johns Hopkins University. Now, remember, India and China have more than 20 times the population of the United States, and the United States is still leading in cases. Anyway, according to Chinese-owned TikTok, it is not in talks to sell its U.S. business to rival short video sharing app Triller, which of course means you should invest in Triller. Um, 
TikTok's uh, ByteDance said, we can confirm that we are not and will not be in talks with them. Still, we are flattered by how much they admire TikTok. <laughs> That's a funny statement. Uh, still, um, uh, Triller Executive uh, Chairman Bobby Sarnovist uh, insisted that, they, uh, that the bid had been submitted. Uh, we have uh, confirmation that the chairman, Zhang Yiming, and people pretty high up at ByteDance are aware of it, and we have cor- correspondence going on. Uh, he told CNBC's uh, Squawk Box Asia uh, on today, those comments come after Bloomberg News reported that uh, London-based uh, Centricus and... Uh, Asset Management, Centrica's Asset Management, and U.S. app Triller were seeking to buy TikTok's operations in U.S., Australia, New Zealand, and India for $20 billion. Remember, TikTok has already been shut down in India. And they don't like that because that they lost a lot of revenue in India. Um, the bid was said to have uh, been submitted to TikTok uh, Beijing's pay, uh, based parent company, uh, ByteHands, of course. Uh, anyway, that's it for today. Monday, August 31st, 2020. Uh, Monday, August 31st, 2020. Remember, government's profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Remember that. I'm going to try and uh, remember to say that. I, I didn't actually write it down this time. I just re- just remembered it off the top of my head. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I, I truly appreciate you. Come back tomorrow. Um, come back tomorrow uh, as I as I work work my my equipment since I'm all alone. Uh, come back tomorrow. Uh, this is uh, oh, oh, and bring somebody along with you. You know, send it to your friends. Send a link to your friends and say, hey, check out this podcast. Uh, this guy is, uh, he covers everything pretty uh, uh, pretty well. And I'm sorry, the podcasts have gotten very long lately. Uh, it's been difficult because there's been so much news with the election going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, the protests, the election, this is different from any normal year. It's gotten truly insane. And while my podcasts early on were ranging 15 to 20 minutes, lately they've been running over 30 minutes. And I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll try and, and tighten them up in the future. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.